0: Back with episode 135 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Pop Klein Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. We are at the Go Home Show before Victory Road 2004, the first ever three hour pay per view, monthly uh, pay per view for TNA. We have finally arrived to the final show before it. Are we still amped
1: up for it or what? Uh, that's a really silly question, Bob. <laughs> Am I amped no, up for sometimes, sometimes moods change. No, dude. Victor Rowe 2004, I don't think you could disappoint me. Even if we watch a show and it sucks, I'd still be excited to watch Victor Rowe 2004 again. Yeah, I don't know how I feel. Uh, I'm really excited about the show. Uh, we talked on our last six episode that we know, I would say, probably 90% of the card. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's, like, really good. On paper. On paper, Uh, yeah. We should always say that. We have some major debuts happening. The Outsiders, it's official. Kevin Ash, Scott Hall will be there in the corners of uh, Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett in that ladder match. Piper's Pit with a mystery guest. There's rumors they might might end with a bang. That's right. DDP, that's rumors. We don't know. And uh, I got some more rumors for you today that we will discuss as well. So... There's lots of fun stuff going on, and I can't believe we're finally at this go-home show, literally two days before Victory Road. Ah, I mean,
0: a lot of questions to be answered here. Uh, which Jeff are the outsiders associated with? Scott Hall really driving home the fact that good luck. it Jeff. could be either one, and Kevin Nash seemed kind of disinterested on his couch.
1: The Kevin Nash promo was extremely disappointing. Yeah. Scott Hall's was like, I, so here's the difference. We did hear that the Kevin Nash one was shot when he was on the set of the longest yard. So it's a little different. Whereas Scott Hall seemingly was brought to Orlando to shoot the vignette.
2: Doesn't,
0: doesn't Scott like live around there.
1: But uh, I mean, I wouldn't be, I mean, yeah, probably Orlando. I mean, it makes sense. So I think when we like, I don't know, he probably
0: didn't, he probably didn't have a right. flying. They
1: probably just, right. Which probably is why he was at the venue, but they like shot and produced a video. And I think it's very clear a difference in what we saw, oh, but if Kevin Nash had a cool one like that, I'd be just as hype. See, the thing is that even if they just like directed him what to say probably a little bit better, it probably would have been a better promo. But yeah, he was whispering. He was on a couch. He's like looking down. He's like, yeah, yeah, buddy, you're in wrestling for two things, money. And it's just like, OK. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm still excited, but it was it was a disappointing like, oh, that's what Kevin Nash is giving us. OK. Yeah, Maybe but... we'll have something new today. Who knows? Yeah, the effort wasn't really there.
0: But. Nah. Uh good. no, but you're right. Though the the card is uh pretty strong. I mean we have that X Division Gauntlet, uh a last team standing, Ooh. Monsters Ball, P D and AJ.
1: The ladder um, match. Three the Life ladder Crew. Match,
0: three Life Crew and Team Canada. I think so. The tag team titles. Yeah, because they sense? just
1: didn't they just defeat Hold well, on, I got the card right
0: here. Three Life Crew defeated the Naturals. The
1: Naturals last week, yeah. So they are, yes, that is what's happening. I thought that was on last week's show. I couldn't quite remember. Um, and, well, I mean, we can run down last week's card too quick. Uh, but uh, Sabin ended up winning that um, mini Battle Royal on last week's show to get the number 20 spot in that gauntlet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he defeated... Alex Shelley, Kazarian, Michael Shane, Sharkpoint, and Sanjay Dutt a 5-minute, 12-second Battle Royale.
0: Now, is he going to be the favorite to win it, you think, now, or no?
1: I kind of think, yeah. I feel like that's what they're kind of heading toward.
2: I'm trying to think who I... I don't even know who
1: I would even try to think of who could win that. Well, if I remember correctly, I don't think we even know every single person in it. No, well, yeah, all right. We know we know most. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say. Uh, if they're an extra Division guy and they're on the show often, they're in it. Um, but, and we do know there are some international names as well.
0: Right, like Garza and Parka. Yep, uh,
1: yeah, and Nasawa. Nasawa,
0: yeah. Do they announce psychosis at all or no? I think they did.
1: I almost want to say they did. I don't know. Regardless. Uh, there's a bunch of people in that as well. Um, but I guess to finish up the the card from last week, there's only two other matches that happened. And uh, that was Monty Brown defeating Eric Stevens and Mark Stevens. Different spelling. It's a V and a PH in mm. the Stevens. I, I I absolutely love that tag team. I think they should have a tag team called Stevens and Stevens, and it's spelled different.
0: It should be like a law firm gimmick.
1: Dude, yeah, I think it like just has ha- got to happen. Uh, That match match went 50 seconds. It's pretty good. (laughs) Uh, The three-life crew defeating the Naturals uh, was two minutes, and that was the number one contendership match. And then in the main event, Jeff Hardy defeated Petey Williams in five minutes, 24 seconds, and there was quite a bit of fuckery going on in that match. But he won, so it doesn't matter. Um, I guess let's cover some notes from... Last week's show. I'm actually gonna. It might jump around a little bit here because I have some notes on our last observer, and then I'm gonna scroll very, very far down to go to this this main show's stuff. But
2: okay,
1: so we're gonna talk about some stuff from last week, and then we're like I said, we're probably gonna jump around a little bit. But let's just get to it because I think it starts right. Oh God, I closed it. Ah. It's right here. It's right here. Uh, Monty Brown is after that match. We saw he's doing this gimmick now where he puts a mask and a straight jacket on his opponent after he beats them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, Dave notes is interesting because the straight jacket comes just five days after WWE debuted its own angle. Now, I don't remember off the top of my head what this is that he's referencing, but. Apparently they were doing something with a, s- a straight jacket. A straight jacket. 2004. And this would be what October. Yeah do you, do you have uh, memory of that? Is it like it's not like Kane stuff, is it? I mean, that's what I would be thinking. That's what my gut says. Um. Um. Well, as Bob's doing a Google. Um. Probably, also, yeah. after that happened, someone who sounded like Jim Mitchell did a promo, uh, which is teasing a new manager for Abyss. Uh, it was very, very clearly James Mitchell, for the record. And I have another oh, yeah. note. I have another note about that. We'll talk about in just a minute. Just kind of following up on it. Uh, the TV main on the October twenty-ninth show was Hardy beating P.D. Williams in a match where Demore, Jarrett, Styles all interfered. The live crowd has become more and more anti- Hardy as each week goes by styles used the canadian destroyer as his finish or on explosion as well so the explosion match that styles had um which do i have that pulled up i do not have that pulled up at the moment um, but he used the destroyer kind of taunting pd williams on explosion
0: uh for so this straight jacket thing you said it was five days before
1: yeah, so... Um, so it was on a
0: Monday Night Raw. Hang on. Okay, go continue. I'm just going to... I had to look it
1: up to see. Okay. Um, I'll just keep going down my notes here, then. Uh, after Chris Harris and James Storm had asked about everyone in the company whether they should go to WWE or not, since their contract was running out soon, and virtually everyone had told them they should, they actually wound up signing a new contract. So they are staying in TNA. It's also noted here that it appears that Dusty Rhodes and Ron Killings versus Kid Cash in Dallas match is off Victory Road because Kid Cash wanted to quit, if that's a surprise to anyone.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Ron Killings and Dusty? Yes. Against Dallas and Kid Cash, but that wasn't even ever really promoted. What? That wasn't promoted on TV at all.
1: No, I don't think it was. Um, and they apparently, of course, do not want to let Kid Cash go since the Jarrett's are adamant that nobody under contract is going to be given a release to Chance working for WWE. But because of it, they didn't want Cash working the pay-per-view, and then got Russo internet ballot idea from Rhodes. After all that, Cash didn't work on the 1026 show. So I think it started, this idea of this feud started before they even did the, the voting situation. Okay. And now of course now we have a, a voting thing
2: going on. Yeah, I mean they must really have um what's the word I'm looking
0: for? High like uh, praise or something for Kid Cat or like they really think he's worth this headache.
1: Yeah, I think that's important to um to note, definitely. It's pretty interesting. Um, There's also, I'll just say this because I'm scrolling right past it. There's a massive write-up that Dave Meltzer does on the November 9th, 2004 Observer Newsletter that I am not reading. Uh, But he does these from time to time. Uh, I mean, the title in the Observer is Panda Energy, Losing Faith in TNA. And it's another (laughs) one of those things where he, like, writes this massive uh, write-up about what's going on in TNA. It's nothing new on our end since we've been covering everything. But it's super long, and I think it's definitely worth the read. It's pretty cool, but I'm, we're not going to be really covering much of that because we, we get we get all the, the info that we need, really. Um, on that Jim Mitchell note, um, doing that promo. So the idea is for him to manage Abyss so that Abyss has someone who he can do good promos for him. Uh, Mitchell had an issue with the company in that he had a contract guaranteeing him 26 dates during the year. When the year was up, they'd use him in less than that number. Performers get paid, in most cases, after they work a date. Uh, He wanted to be paid for the complete 26, and I believe they agreed on that. So that was his issue there. I think it's a fair issue to have.
0: And this is for who?
1: Jim Mitchell.
2: Oh, okay. So he wanted to get paid for the full amount of dates.
1: Even though he didn't
0: work the full amount of dates?
1: Yeah, because it was promised that. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Sorry, I, I couldn't find this
1: the jacket thing. Okay. Well we're just I gonna... don't
0: I don't know if it even happened on Raw. No. He said it was involving a straitjacket?
1: Yeah. That's what it's noted. And like I said, I don't have any recollection of that and unless it was on Because well, what? We are on these on Tuesday. Monday. I don't know, could it have been a SmackDown thing? Well he said well, five days earlier, but remember these are taped on Tuesday, so maybe it wasn't on Monday.
0: Oh, I thought you were
1: saying when it was aired on Friday. I mean, yes, but he could be <sighs> referencing the taping. Okay, so right. I'm gonna, so, so, so are we thinking it would be? So, if RAW prior? was on the,
0: on the 25th. Are we thinking it's a SmackDown before that one? possibly could have been I wonder okay if it's not, if it's a Smackdown thing see now I'm, too, I'm fucking too invested in this
1: okay so Bob's gonna look uh, at that and I'm gonna well yeah so
0: so <laughs> Smackdown was on Thursday right
1: that's what I'm thinking see what I mean so yes. on the
0: twenty on the twenty first. okay so the October 21st Um, I'm wondering if this is like a Heidenreich and Undertaker oh. thing because I know at Survivor Series they had a match
1: well, this makes sense. All right, go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Um, on the Piper Pitt's, Pitt segment that aired on the October 29th show, he talked about Scott Hall and said that he gained about 80 pounds and looked like a whale. Uh, when he said that, immediately, management wanted to edit it out because he was telling people that Hall is way out of shape, which is the word going around that he hasn't been trained at all. Uh, the decision was made to edit it, and then somehow... It wound up on the air without being edited. Of course. So we saw that where he literally does call. He came out to the ring and is like, did this weird hype. It wasn't really a Piper's Pit segment. I disagree with that wording of it. But he came out and he called Scott Hall fat and a whale. So that happened. Um, I think that's most everything that's covering last week's show. I got a couple uh, other things to discuss and we'll talk about some stuff during the show as well. Um, well, you you know how I mentioned about that Dusty Rhodes and Ron Killings uh, against Cash and Dallas match being off the show. Yeah. Well, there's talk about adding a Kid Cash versus Ron Killing singles match to the pay per view. <laughs> Mind you, these are these are different different observers, but we're it's all kind of covering the same uh, couple weeks here. Uh, if it's not added, it is to punish Cash and not giving a pay per view payoff since he's been in the company doghouse. Cash was really calm this past week and not complaining about anything. He's also, through an intermi- intermediary, intermediary, Jesus Christ, uh, tried to open doors to go to New Japan for their junior heavyweight division. Although that's a hard booking to get since they've cut back so far on foreigners.
0: These um, guys weren't getting paid extra for, for pay-per-view, were they?
1: I don't know if we know that or not.
0: Or are they just saying, like, oh, hey, you're just not going to get, like, a payday?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably more. Because
0: more <laughs> if Cash was making, let's say, 500 a shot, which I think is roughly what it was, and that's why he was pissed, like, he wanted a 1,000 or whatever, he just wouldn't get 500. It's not like, you know, pay-per-view, you're making 1,500 or something. This isn't right. there to be. Uh, the straight jacket thing, I, I believe I have found it. Uh, it oh looks my God. like it is a right thing. Chip. Uh, He had a match with Shannon Moore and uh, he put a straitjacket jacket on after the match uh, and demanded Undertaker to come out and face him. But the Undertaker did not.
1: So. That is quite the coincidence. Um, The only thing that I'm going to give TNA a break here is that Raven has been coming out with one for a few weeks. Oh, yeah. So, you know, whatever. Obviously.
0: Yeah, he had. I mean, more than we It's like months. Well, oh, right. Like, That's months. what
1: I mean. So I'm going to give them a break there. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. There was someone brought in on last week's show backstage, uh, October 26th. Uh, and that would be the total package, Lex Luger. He was backstage. And this is kind of what I'm talking about, about potential. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be a rumor for Peppers Pet. Who knows? Uh, so Dave notes here. Uh, the way we heard the story was luger had contacted them saying that he was clean and wanted a fresh start they said they'd give him a chance Uh, on dave says all we know is the bus taking the wrestlers to the park had been delayed 45 minutes because they were waiting for him and he had not been written into the show and was actually gone before filming even started but is expected to be with the company that will cause a lot of unhappiness because luger made no friends in his previous appearances both of which resulted in angles where he made Styles look small and like nothing. Um, And then, I mean, he basically just notes that the company thought it was a big deal when Styles pinned Luger in the tag match, but Luger dominated the match, sold nothing for him, which I can, can, like, you know, put my imagination to work a little, but, I mean, he does look small compared to Luger. Can we be real? I... Yeah,
0: you, I mean, let's it would be, real. be
1: naive to suggest otherwise. I mean, you can't. I mean, I think he could sell for him a little, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> let's be realistic.
0: I, I think that, um, you know, TNA put themselves in a bad spot by kind of suggesting to have uh, Luger sell for Styles.
1: Yeah, I mean, realistic And not
0: make him look like a small guy. Right. But realistically... Um, at least then, I don't know how many guys would be classified as big. Yeah, that's true. So, physically, at least, um, I'm a little shocked by this that Luger would be coming in. I mean, when he came in in 2003, I I didn't, I didn't really care. Uh, and and as you're noting, he didn't really uh, do anything
1: positively. No. And then he's
0: and then he's causing a forty-five minute delay getting on the bus. Right. He wants a second chance, I'm clean. And then like, oh by the way, I'm gonna be almost an hour late again on the on the
1: bus. And delay everything, yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh and now again this this kind of terrifies me because the TNA that I really enjoyed was different than uh b and this is becoming more and more <laughs> WZW and I and I hate saying that because like that's the cliche and everybody says that. But in the matter of a month and a half we were having Kevin Ash, Scott Hall, Piper, Diamond Page. And now Lex Luker, yeah. Yeah. Like coming into the company um, and I'm sure they're all gonna be associated together, and they're all gonna dominate television right. and then none of these younger guys are gonna you know get any kind of rub, so that's a little uh terrifying
1: yeah it's um it's quite an interesting uh turn of events here,
0: huh I don't know if interesting is the right word. <laughs>
1: Um, well, moving on to some other fun stuff. I got another fun name for you coming up, but we'll get there. Um, this is, uh, from Alpharez. Uh, the, he does say that there was good news this past week, uh, because TNA announced that they were back on DirecTV. So we just okay. heard that they weren't going to be, but now there are no details, um, were given out in a press release, only happy gushing, uh, which, you know. They deserve that. Um, they, of course, this is obviously good news since a lot of fans wouldn't have been able to order the pay-per-view otherwise. Um, and now I have some bad news for you, because all the Florida area jobbers were told last Tuesday that from that point forward they'd be getting paid zero dollars to work TV. <laughs> Uh, which is, of course, a horrible sign, as they were making something in the neighborhood of $100 a shot, which means, at most, TNA would be shelling out like $500 a week, which seems pretty, as he he says, a poultry (laughs) for the group being supported by a multi-million dollar energy company. Obviously, the jobbers were upset. And Rob, I'm going to butcher his last name. Nimi. Nimi? Yeah, okay, that's it. Pulled his crew, uh, the main crew doing the jobs, uh, so he's pulled all of his guys from coming. Uh, TNA's deal was that this was nothing different than how things operated in the 80s. Back then, some pretty major names in the WWF made little as 50 bucks a match for TV. Because Vince's deal was that he'd give them very valuable exposure. In his mind, they should be realistically paying him. And of course, the difference is uh, it's not 1980 anymore. And TNA is not the WWF.
0: I, I mean, yeah, hello. What are we talking about here? I could see Vince McMahon saying, like, hey, um, skull and Crush, you're welcome for being on uh, Primetime Wrestling. Now go get yourself a booking in fucking Maine. And pay me. Yeah, right. But then in TNA, it's like, hey, this is that Friday at three o'clock. And it's not even all over the country like that. It's mm-hmm. New York, it's that. It could be different in Idaho. I don't know. But you're not getting as many, nearly as many eyeballs on impact than you are in eighties uh WWE television. And uh, and yeah, like you said again, it's, it's not that he, it, you can't give a guy a hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like and who knows? Then maybe maybe if, we'll get updates. If
0: we see any more of these Florida enhancement guys, just know <laughs> that they're doing
1: right now whatever they're not happens nothing. for nothing. I can't.
0: I, I can't believe that. I think that's got to. That's probably gonna
1: change. Yeah, I think so too. Um, he does also make a note about Hector Garza's um, signing. By the way, I know we got the video package last week, but it seems that he's officially signed. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, this is a rumor of uh, someone who's supposed to be coming in, and as Alvarez starts this week's mind-boggling stupidity, is that TNA wanted to use Jushin Liger for Victory Road. Probably in the 20-man gauntlet. Right. Um, He'll be in the U.S. anyways that weekend working for Ring of Honor. Apparently he was interested, but then TNA contacted him again and said since they were giving him exposure, he needed to fly himself in to the show on his own dime. And suffice (laughs) to say, no Jushin Liger at Victory Road. What?
2: What? Oh, my God.
1: You don't want to fly Jushin Liger in for your pay-per-view, okay? (laughs) Okay, so
0: you know what? So, so you've referenced that he would be with Ring of Honor that weekend, which would probably be Friday or Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Um, So let's see what Jushin Liger was doing, Um, and where those shows were at, because I mean, how much would be a flight?
1: we will back in a four,
0: probably not awful. Well, it depends, I guess, on like the uh, notice here. So, okay, the uh, November fifth and sixth, they were in Massachusetts and then New Jersey. So it's and these shows are uh, called Weekend of Thunder, night one and night two. So that kind of gives you an idea of what they were building upon here. Uh, <laughs> night, night one, he wrestled Brian Danielson. In Massachusetts, wow. and he won that match, by the way. And then on night two, which is where he would then be traveling from New Jersey to Florida, so I don't think that's—I don't think that's ridiculous. Uh, he teamed up with Samoa Joe to wrestle Brian Brian Danielson and Loki. Wow, uh, eleven 1, hundred fans in the 10s, by the way, and he won. Uh, Liger and Joe won that match as well.
1: Wow, look at that.
2: So, uh, a flight from New Jersey to Orlando. Um,
0: There's probably not like a conversion thing you could do, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't even know how you would check it. They changed so much. Especially now, flights are so expensive today,
2: so.
0: Yeah, uh, well, cheap flights from New
1: Jersey. Bob's going to get so many ads now. That's all right.
0: I'm, I'm used to it. So, um, right now, roughly,
1: this is not...
0: You know what? This is not worth my time. Not like yeah, I'm I don't think this is going to Change gonna everything? I'm not
1: going to do it. Yeah, no, it's fine. Regardless, they probably should have just done it.
0: I, I mean, well, you know what? They would have had the money because they're not paying the enhancement guys anymore. There you go. So just use that 500 bucks and get yourself a and Liger. There you go.
1: Um, it's noted here that the TNA impact on... 1022 did a 0.14 rating, and the 1029 show did a 0.18 rating. I think some of those numbers are preliminary, but, you know, yeah, there they are. Um, new Japan, this is interesting. New Japan's U.S. USA branch sent out a press release talking about their new NWA affiliation. So this is pretty interesting. Um, so Simon Inoki says, quote, Mr. Antonio Inoki hopes to help the NWA reestablish their brand and product internationally with hopes that NWA championships will shine as they once did in the past. It also notes that New Japan recognizes Jeff Jarrett and the Naturals. Now, this was written, by the way, on October 28th. And the Naturals were uh, three world tag team champions ago. Uh, They recognize (laughs) Jarrett and the Naturals as the NWA champions. But, and this is a big but, TNA was not included in this relationship. Oh. So it's a NWA affiliation, not TNA. Wow, okay.
0: That's uh, pretty interesting, huh? That is very interesting, yeah. I thought so. Hmm. Okay. Well. There it is. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I mean, that's, I mean. I don't think I would necessarily blame them, but if you're associated with NWA and then you're recognizing Jeff Jarrett and
2: the naturals by default, you're associating with TNA. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Um
1: I think I only have one more note before the show here. Um, and Dave, it, he notes, and I, I hate that I have notes about these guys all the time because I just butcher their names every single week. Um, but he notes, although I'd be certain they won't miss Victory Road, both uh, Mascarita Singrata and the other guy whose name I always mess up, uh, Puriti—I don't know—the other guy he's fighting, the other little person in the match, are booked for the same day in a show in all places. Des Moines, <laughs> Idaho. That's Idaho, I think, right?
0: Yeah, Des Moines, Idaho, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so they're booked for the same day, uh, a show in Idaho. It's the same day as Victory Road. Or
0: Iowa. Is that Iowa? Iowa, Iowa, oh,
1: Iowa, Iowa. Iowa. Oh, my God. I knew it was an I. That's yeah,
0: Des- embarrassing.
1: Yeah. Idaho. Yeah. Sorry, Iowa. everybody in Iowa. Sorry, all of our <laughs> fans and listeners in uh, Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines <laughs> Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. Jesus. It's an I. There's an O and an A in it. You know, geography isn't our first. Uh, no, is this? First, this is uh, probably a bad time to tell you. I took a geography class in college. So, well, you know, I I've been out of college for like, oh, a, a while. So and anyway, you,
0: and you don't know how much a flight from New Jersey to Orlando would
1: be in two thousand four,
0: and you took a geography class. I, mean, they Man, I took geography. That's what they teach
1: you, though. Although I'll be, you know, just to take, you know, make me not look bad. I did help my team in trivia, um, guess, a country in Africa because of geography. Just saying. So, I mean, I know that. I just don't know where Des Moines is. <laughs> it's Des Moines. Des Moines. There's an S at the end of it, though. I don't Des think Moines. you say it. Probably not. Des Moines. It's Des like,
0: Moines. Uh, it's like uh, Louisville. You don't say oh. Louisville.
1: It's Louisville. Des Moines. Des Moines, Des Moines and Louisville. It's goddamn it. okay. Well, we're off to a great start here. <sighs> I can't win them off on folks. the pod.
0: Yeah, I tried, I, I definitely tried to help.
1: I've tried to get a new host, it just didn't work.
0: Yeah, and that search is actively going on. So, if anybody wants to replace Dallas Gridley, just let me know, and uh, I'll just I have a list of excuses of why I can't do the podcast, so I could just go on for about I think it's thirty-five weeks right now
1: before. I, I and know. I almost got one this morning. I lost track of time. No, I
0: did. No, okay. So in my defense, <laughs> that was legit, and it was because I was watching was... clips of
1: sixty days in on YouTube. Jesus Christ. Okay, so we're on the <laughs> November fifth, two thousand four edition of TNA Impact. It was, though. It was pretty bad. Uh,
0: No, you're right, though. It's the November 5th, 2004, TNA Impact, the go home show before Victory Road. The runtime for this is approximately 48 minutes and 17 seconds. I'm going to count down from three when I say play. That's when you want to follow along, uh, whether it be on Impact Plus or if it's in your own personal collection and i've uh, been noticing on conrad's uh, podcast we know they talk about tna and it's usually with jared That there's some new like impact wrestling backslash packages or something so i don't know if they're changing that up or or whatever but just if you want to get impact plus uh figure it out and then watch along with us or be like us and have it on your own personal collection that works as well but here we go three two
1: one play. Um, Bob, as this intro happens, I figured I'd wait and wouldn't cut you off. I didn't do Explosion. Explosion 102, uh, as we're getting a highlight package with Dusty Rhodes. Um, it aired the day after, and one day before Victory Road, November 6, 2004, and it featured one match. And that match was D-Ray 3000, Sharkboy, and Sanjay Dutt defeating the team of Alex Shelley, Kid Cash, and Michael Shane.
0: It might be one match, but that'd be...
1: And I have a feeling it they was... did a lot of hype for Victor Rhodes, which oh, makes yeah. sense. Um, but there was also two other dark matches that took place after... So the explosion took place before this taping. Uh, these dark matches took place after, at least as of my report. Um, Raven, Monty Brown, and Abyss went to a no contest. Probably feeling it out for that Monster's Ball, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and then the team of Chris Harris, Chris Sabin. Conan and BG James defeated the team of Johnny Swinger, Glenn Gilberti, and The Naturals. Hmm. And I have no crowd number for this show. Now, we're getting highlights of just last week's show here still. And I really, like I mentioned, Bob, uh, I don't know if I said it before we recorded or not, I don't have a ton of notes this week, um, but there is a couple things we'll talk about during the show.
0: Now, we're still getting a video package highlighting last week where Jeff Hardy um, pinned Petey Williams with help from AJ Styles. Of course, Petey Williams is the x champion, and now we're getting our opening.
1: From Stage 21 in Universal Studios. Total nonstop action wrestling impact, baby. This is my favorite day of the week. Getting on this podcast, releasing these episodes... It's just the highlight of my life. This says a lot about your life. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> this is your highlight. This is the highlight.
0: <coughs> Watching wrestling from 18 years ago.
1: <laughs> Whenever someone uh, hears that, you know, I tell them, like, yeah, I do this podcast with my friend. We talk about wrestling. And they're like, oh, like, what kind? I'm like, ah, you know, 2004 <laughs> impact. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. And usually it's people who aren't wrestling fans that ask, and they're like, "Much old wrestling, huh?" Okay, yeah,
0: Impact. What's that,
1: Bob? This doesn't. Oh no!
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Bob, look at this. Well, WWCW, w- baby.
0: What in the world? It's a Johnny B. Bad, a clean shaven.
1: Johnny this is B-Bad. a bad man making his. TNA, not only Impact debut, his TNA debut. He's got the Bad Blaster and everything. Bob, I did not know he wrestled on Impact.
0: I don't even know if I knew that or remembered it. I don't know.
1: Here's he's the thing,
2: though.
0: I don't big hate Big name John. free agents. I don't hate trying to do that.
1: This is, oh, I don't know.
0: to get on the middle rope there, but he, it looks like he's in pretty good shape.
1: He's going to do the Bad Blaster. He's got it. Let's see. There it is. That was a very pathetic bad blaster. Oh, because we got a really shitty shot of it. Yeah. Wow, dude. I did not expect this.
0: This is giving me, like, 1994 center stage uh, WCW Saturday Night vibes.
1: Well, his opponent's already in the ring, so he's getting paid $0 to Zero already dollars. be in the ring. Um, do, we have, do we have to have the note, right, who he's fighting? It looks like he's facing Tony Stradlin. Tony Stradlin. Oh, Tony Stradlin. Petey and Jeff Jarrett versus Styles and Hardy, I sounded like, on commentary. I think that's what they just said, yeah. Now, Bob, I'm going to ask you, uh, we didn't expect this, but what's Johnny B. Bad been up to? Because I feel like he was not working a lot around this time.
0: Well, you'd be right. because his last match. Now, we're not including the explosion
1: that he had with uh, Russ Ramos. Oh, that's right. He did have the... That's kind of, I felt like, should have been a one-off, but I guess not. Right.
0: That's what I would have thought, too. So prior to that, his last match was on February 23rd when he lost to uh, Buff Bagwell. So essentially, as he just does a her and Karana, because like Giant B Bad doesn't age, he uh, hadn't really been wrestling for about two years. And he was part of the XWF. Oh, he was. Yeah. He had uh, done some tapings losing to Kurt Henning there.
1: What? Uh, no question. Yeah. Was he still married to Sable at that time?
0: They got divorced in 2004.
1: Four. So yeah. So he. Oh, and there he goes. He he won with a was it spinning TKO? TKO? Yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. And uh prior to the XWF stuff, um his last wrestling appearance for the World Wrestling Federation was on December sixth, nineteen ninety eight, teaming with Jacqueline, losing to Christian and Sable at Capital Carnage.
1: Oh, so weird. Jeff Jarrett is bringing the cameraman and Shane Douglas, it looks like, into the production truck. Dale? Dale. Play this tape when I tell you to. Jarrett says, I'm running the show. Wow, we're shooting here. <laughs> um, I think it's really interesting about Johnny B. Badd. Um, I guess I didn't know he was in XWF, but like, that's why I asked about because I knew that Sable was. And that's yeah. why I was curious. That makes sense. I'm, like, dying to watch XWF, for the record. Just saying. Might need some bonus episodes. I don't know. I, uh...
0: Yeah, I watched that a couple years ago. Let me
1: tell you. It's, like, not the greatest. I... I, But, see, to me, that's such, like... I want to see, like, a weird production show that I've never seen. So I just... I have to watch it.
0: I mean, the production's fine. It's just, like, weird matches.
1: Yeah. Dude, this is why I want to watch it. It's
0: like Josh Matthews is on the show. Oh. Wrestling.
1: Uh. I don't like him on commentary, but wrestling. I know. Sorry if anyone likes Josh I Matthews, think, yeah. but I like Josh Matthews what he does now when he works backstage and I don't see him. I don't see him at all. He's a great producer, really awful commentator. <laughs> yeah, he drives me nuts. Uh, highlight here about Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Jarrett. We are, by the way, six minutes 48 seconds into the show. And Johnny B. bad just made his debut. In case you're watching this episode and you had decided to skip ahead.
0: And I, again, I didn't hate, I didn't hate Johnny. What is this? Oh, the Best Dance Sports Show.
1: Spectacular two days. We're seeing video footage of what's going to happen. This guy says, Sally returns to a bad boy. And we're having like, we have, we're having, Oh, <gasps> Puppet! Bob, Puppet is coming back. Great. Oh, my. The best damn wrestling event, period. November 10th and 11th. Guys, we got a lot of shit coming out soon for you. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, we go. Okay, Piper's just going to ramble here. Talking about Andre the Giant. Let's see. Do I have any any notes I can give you? Not really. No, I think I'm saving my. Well, I'll give you this one while Piper's talking. Uh, Chris Harris and James Storm were told that they would actually be getting a a run with the NWA tag team titles as a lure to get them to stay. They were given the impression that they'd get the belts from Hall and Nash, who are apparently in line for them. Uh, That's one I'm not holding my breath to see happen. And if it does, well, Hall and Nash are two of the best at losing and still burying people they lose to. I
2: mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if I buy
1: into that. Could you imagine being told, see, I wish this is a note that um, we knew before we got to talk to Chris Harris, which by the way, if you guys haven't checked out our bonus episode with Chris Harris, you need to check it out. Yes, you do. Uh, check that out in the archives. But this is something I would have loved to be like, Chris, were you told that you were going to be Scott Hall and Kevin Nash?
2: Well, when he comes back on for, uh,
1: Oh yeah, well, we got
2: to ask. We'll have to ask him. I really don't care about these Piper things. He's really, he really drags the show down for me.
1: I think it's just too much of it. Like this is just too long.
0: Well, I mean, I'm just I'm not interested in Roddy Piper. Because, like, ultimately, what is he? What is the purpose of him
1: here? Just a name. I mean, that's it. All right, Mike, today's in the ring. We are apparently entering the second hour of Nitro because Pyro just went off.
0: <laughs> it's every, every quarter hour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not even 10 minutes in the show. We got our second Pyro of the night.
2: You guys survived 15 minutes. Here's a Pyro.
1: So weird. Mexican minis to In the Pit with Roddy Piper. Victory Road's got everything for you. Tag teams in the spotlight. Rick is Most Wanted against Triple X. We're just running down the card here. Plus Team Canada against Three Life Crew for the tag titles. Focus on the X Division. 20 men. International. Invitational X Division Gauntlet. That's quite the fucking name.
2: And in the main event,
1: the one we have been waiting for, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy, a ladder match, NWA, world heavyweight title, and here comes, the NWA, world heavyweight champion.
0: Why was Tanae just smiling when Jeff Jarrett came out? He never smiles when Jeff Jarrett comes out.
1: Jeff Jarrett coming out with the title on his waist, looking oiled the fuck up. And he has a ladder in his hand. In wrestling you, gear.
0: You are not kidding about being oiled up. Dude, oh, he's got,
1: shirt, he got his shirt, tight shirt off, and that dude is covered in oil. I'm feeling Ahmed Johnson level of just oiled up. Jarrett sets up the ladder in the ring, grabs the mic for Tanay. Tanay looks at him like, who the fuck are you?
2: It's like dripping off of his forearm. <laughs>
1: Jeff, you just said the rock star. Jeff Hardy has not arrived to the impact zone yet.
2: Is the rock
0: star
1: going to be like a new nickname or something? Well, he's probably calling him that since he's doing the late thing. Now, if you guys have been paying attention to our news and notes, Jeff Hardy has been late quite a bit. So took an unexpected detour last night. And if his instincts tell him correctly, he's not going to be a victory road. Now, this may be uh, a little inside baseball for the people paying attention, but this could also be a shoot here. I don't know. Is Jeff Hardy really not going to be on the go-home show?
0: Well, he's suggesting that and also
2: suggesting he's not going to be at the pay-per-view. Dude.
1: <laughs> this is crazy. A meteor crashed down on him and brought it back to reality. He's going to tell him, roll the tape. Look at this.
0: Are they, are they going to beat him up in the hotel?
1: When he said Scott, you got that ready. I don't know who it's Scott He's talking to. I DeMar? doubt Oh, could it be DeMorme? Yeah.
2: They're in a hotel. Mate, is. Oh, wait, that's Petey Williams. Duh. That's that's Petey Williams, yeah. But I didn't I realize Scott has got the camera. Yeah, you're right. Oh.
1: Is that... That's Hardy. He's attacking him. Yeah. Oh, my. Look at this massive hotel room he's got. Yeah, what the what, what hell? For him? That's a fucking what, suite. What about the budget here? Wow, we're uh, beating the shit out of Jeff Hardy in hotel. So I guess he's not making because Jeff Jarrett didn't allow him to. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Oh. They don't have the money to pay for whatever just broke over there.
2: He choking him with like a bell or something. Oh, oh
1: fuck! What was that? They just blurred something too. They just smashed something over his head. I Look think like it was a glass bottle. bottle. Yeah, beer bottle. Yeah, glass bottle.
0: Wow. And then, there, and then the blur is the, probably the, the blood. That was a quick. Just... That was a quick blur. So.
1: Do you think that they told the hotel they were about to beat the shit out of someone upstairs? Yeah, I
0: have to. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if I was in the
2: hotel room next door. It's like, some guy just got murdered. I don't know what... I gotta call the police.
1: It's time to come up for a new opponent for the King of the Moon. So he's standing... He's sitting on top of the ladder. he's looking at him like, oh, really?
0: You, I can't believe you ruined like Victory Road, Jeff Jarrett.
1: Oh.
2: He's calling on call on Kevin Nash. <laughs> He goes, Can you even walk anymore? Let alone climb the ladder. And here comes Dusty Rhodes.
1: You know what?
0: They should have Dusty come out, accept the challenge, and then be like, I've wrestled ladder matches before, and I had Chris Vaughn climb up. So, Chris Vaughn, come out
2: of here. (laughs) Chris Vaughn. We get two on one. Knock it out. Crowds Chan for Dusty. Jarrett, you got a couple of problems.
1: Because <laughs> one of them is 300 pounds right here. Because Monday morning, we got two things coming on. He's saying he's going to be running the company on Monday morning.
2: You will have no heavyweight tell around his waist Monday, he's saying. So that's his two problems. Dusty's running it. No world title.
1: you make this thing really personal he went to north carolina he brought hardy for one reason and that was to become the world's heavyweight champion no mistake about it you
2: made a mistake you beat him like a thug that you are you better make sure
1: that when you do it, that he doesn't get up. Sounds like he might be here, Bob.
0: That's what I was going to say. I think Dusty's trying to
1: tell him that Hardy's here.
0: And there's Jeff Hardy.
1: Obviously not taking out his head. Oh, he just has a headband on. Oh, no, that's a bandage. That's a bandage, yeah. I didn't see the top part. And Jeff Hardy swings the ladder at okay. Jarrett. And swings him again. I like that Jeff Hardy's had no shirt on uh, in the hotel room, which uh, makes sense in the hotel room, but he has the same exact outfit on right now. So he's just living his best life, being shirtless for just hours.
2: Jeff What's Hardy climbing. There?
1: Nothing. I just think it's funny. Like and P.D. Williams. I also love his, like, capri pants, his baggy capris. Oh, my God. Oh. Jeff Hardy just got oh. dumped outside of the ring. A little blood on that bandage. You see that?
2: Yeah. Oh now, Dusty comes running side yeah, and uses A.J. AJ. Remember, uh, A.J. is supposed
1: to team with him later.
2: Not seeming like it. Yeah, it doesn't look very
1: promising.
0: Searing, he just got shoved off a ladder to the floor.
1: We're not going to leave the impact zone. We're going to stand top of the story. You know
0: what's kind of ridiculous? That he's just—he's more or less selling the uh, the bottle attacks. I'm getting shoved off a ladder
1: right okay so Shane Douglas is backstage with a blonde woman and Chris Saban
2: so he's talking about how he got that how lucky he is that he got that number 20 spot in the next division the match what? Sabin's like I
1: want to be number one
0: does he not know the rule like he doesn't understand that is good
1: much a showcase. How I'd big rather he be is. last. Oh, Bob's got the snacks, guys. Got some peanuts. Oh, we can hear it, Bob. <laughs> we know. Hey, The ASMR. Now chew it really close to the microphone.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Four g- corners, one fall match to determine the number one spot tonight. Who is this woman? What? Oh. Matt Seidel and Amazing Rat have been picked out. He's gonna draw another competitor, number three. It's Kazarian. She, he showed it to a girl who had no fucking idea. And here's Kazarian and Michael Shane. Michael Shane has a giant fishtail braid in his hair.
0: Oh understand. So if you win, are you number are you
1: number one? No, the loser's number one. Who gets pinned is whoever gets pinned. will overcome these obstacles. Draw your own name out of the hat.
2: <laughs> Yogi the Bear. <laughs> he goes, that's Yogi <laughs> Berra. That's right. Two gentlemen, two brothers. Do not fight each other.
1: They want to be united. Michael Shane says, I know it's me. You don't have to say a word. Let me just get ready. Oh. Shane Douglas goes, whoa. Is he even with the company yet? And then we're back to the Impact Zone uh, to see Jeff Hardy.
0: That would have been a good way to introduce Johnny V. Bad.
2: Whoa.
1: (laughs) In the gauntlet match. (laughs) Okay, moments ago, where it looks like we're probably seeing the highlight it's of that. They're
0: really driving us home.
1: Almost, wait, there's another attack? No. The, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. yeah wait. Oh, wow. Moments ago, Jarrett attacked Hardy on the stretcher. He didn't really do much. He kind of just looked no. like he tickled him a little. but.
0: Yeah, and then Dusty tried hitting him with his hat about five times.
1: And Don West says it's clear that Jeff Jarrett does not have the confidence in the... Whoa, that was a nut shot of Jarrett. Camera zoomed right into his nuts.
2: So basically, Jeff Jarrett is
1: trying to do everything in his power to take out Hardy before Victory Road. Preview look here
2: at Monster's Ball.
1: So it's just highlight package so far, it looks like. He couldn't get that straitjacket. Look, he got the abyss mask on the guy. Fucking gives him the alpha bomb.
2: Just devastating. Yeah.
1: The and then, of course, we're getting that. We hear that voiceover that's very clearly Father James Mitchell.
0: Who is it looks like gonna be finally associated with Abyss?
1: Which I think we can like I'd say it's fair that we can probably openly talk about this now. But uh, yeah. since he's get the voiceover, I just cannot believe it's been two years. Over two years. Right. And here well, comes two years. Now. Well, a year
0: since like Abyss has been here, right? Like August of oh three is when he came in
2: or July. Is that it? Yeah. Whoa. I mean, Mitchell's been here for two years, but.
1: Wait, I don't, I don't, didn't realize that. Are we sure? Is that confirmed?
2: Well, this I, wasn't here I, I feel like. a. Too.
1: Holy crap. Dude, this is crazy to me right now.
0: And I remember he was on explosion before.
1: Right. Um, this, I'm going to point this out again. Enhancement guy not getting an entrance. Usually we are allowing these guys to get an entrance. He's running away from Abyss. He looks like he's facing Seth Delay. I and like Abyss. Seth Do you?
2: Yeah. Wow. I don't think Abyss looks Seth Delay. Oh boy. Oh my god,
1: ragged all of them my god dude oh shit that looked like it hurt so bad nice shock treatment there by abyss but like that delay was like arched over his oh, yeah. back dude that had to hurt so bad off the ropes come back holy shit a massive black hole slam <laughs> we just beat him in wow. 41 seconds that was nuts that was great yeah that was awesome
2: that was very
1: good I'm going to argue this. Oh, he's counting him again. I'm going to argue Seth Delay has been Abyss's best opponent yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, like, that yeah. match was
0: so quick I didn't do Abyss's one in. Uh, indie you note. Know, and that was back on October 30th. He defeated Crowbar in a hardcore match for uh, Cyber Cyberspace Championship Wrestling Halloween Horrors.
1: In one wow. And, and on that note, here comes Crowbar. No, I'm kidding. Here comes the alpha male <laughs> Monty Brown. <laughs> here comes Devin Storm. Could you didn't
0: crowbar want to be like in the new church well he was in the new church but he wanted to be like a regular guy
1: i think that was discussed yeah which i i thought he was awesome in the new church was great
0: He was good it would be a good fit
1: wait abyss has like a bag of, and usually in wrestling we know what's inside of a bag a snake a snake <laughs> well Abyss is opening hey. up the referees and security are trying to get alpha male Monty brown to come in abyss is dumping it out Oh, shit. Thumbtacks. Uh, I think we're getting a, a little bit of a preview of Monster's Ball. Monster Brown just turned around and looks at it like, fuck, no, I ain't getting in the ring.
0: <laughs> Maybe I've made a mistake. Wait, is he, really
1: not, is he really not going to go in because of tacks? No, because look, Abyss is like holding the thumbtacks and oh. stuff. Uh, it looks to be about 10,000 tacks, if I counted correctly. And here <laughs> is. <laughs> Wait, 24 hours, no water. 24 hours, no food. The water. Lately the voices in my head have been silenced. They've been replaced with this ticking sound. Raven's in like a really creepy looking area. I love this. Was, yeah. Got his straitjacket jacket
2: on. What the fuck?
1: Matabrown Abyss. Abyss Victory Road. Monsters Ball. A war is about to begin. War is not the business of death. It's the antithesis of life. It is hope, tortured, and violated.
2: It's reason dismembered
1: and flayed. Anyone know what this means?
2: (laughs) I have no idea.
1: Decency strangled to death. Gray matter lying helplessly in one's hands. 24 hours alone. Raven said it'll bring him clarity. As the fog machine pushes more fog into the scene on the left. <laughs> Welcome to the terradome. Wrote the Raven. Nevermore, and he taunts. I fucking love this view. I love this scene.
2: Now,
0: that made it sound like as if Monsters Ball was like his idea. But it's like, isn't it like a business match?
1: Okay, so I was actually just gonna mention this. Um, to me, uh, we're getting a thing here. They just said Chris Christopher Daniels and James Storm are facing off next as a preview, by the way. Uh, oh. But so I was just thinking the same thing, and I was I'm curious now. Did Raven come up with the Monsters Ball match, or is it just kind of happened? Because I know Raven seems to come up with lots of different kinds of match stipulations, usually oh. with with his name involved, but. I'm curious if this was kind of his idea as well. I don't, I don't know the answer to that.
0: It very well could have been. That's a good point.
1: I almost think at least the, the idea of, part, the being alone, the no food, no mm-hmm. water thing that he just mentioned, because this is the first mention of that. Until this point, yeah, we were just told, hey, it's a monster's ball. And we knew nothing. I think we knew it was no disqualification, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, now Abyss has pulled out Thumbtacks and raven says no food, no water uh or, yeah, no food, no water and you're alone for 24 hours. No light. No light. So, I mean, we're kind of uh we're kind of getting it all together now. Um, we're getting another best rest, best damn wrestling show period promo which has a lot of pop-ups like uh the 60s Batman which I don't really like that being associated wrestling, but
0: Now, you know what's funny? All this footage tells you it's already been taped.
1: Right, because they're showing it, and then they showed a couple other things. I think this is going to be fun to watch. I'm excited to cover it because I didn't know what happened, but it's kind of weird. That's definitely weird. Uh, Chris Harris with his beret, which I fucking love for him, and James Storm being interviewed backstage by Shane Douglas.
2: Triple H, baby. We're getting that tiny preview. doesn't start this Sunday. It starts right now. And then Harris talking.
1: They like to bring up their winning record against AMW. But when we are backed in the corner, we are at our best. The pressure is on. We are at our best. I think it's uh, pretty accurate, really, with Americans Most Wanted. They really thrive as, like, the underdog and, like... No, you don't.
2: Nice. You know what I just thought of, Dallas? What's that? I think three life crew are about to win the titles
0: at the pay-per-view and then lose to the Outsiders. (laughs) Holy shit. That's what I think is (laughs) going to happen. Holy shit. Because if you're promising, hey, AMW, you're going to get the tag titles, I mean, how are you really going to get there? Yeah. (laughs) So... Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing the Outsiders versus B.G. James or whatever in Conan.
1: I'm I'm honestly really excited to see the full extent of what the Outsiders are going to do here when they come. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we've we've said it before; these shows happened eighteen years ago. Uh, you know, I'm not going to give away too many spoilers. I don't want to upset anyone. But that YouTube commenter guy. Yeah, I'm sorry about that YouTube guy. Um, but. We're the. By the way, this match just started as a brawl outside the ring. The bell has rung. Um, But I know a little bit, but I don't know the full extent. I mean, a lot of these Impact shows I have not seen. I'd say most of what we are watching currently I have not seen. Um, Yeah.
0: I certainly don't remember a good portion of this stuff. Nice. What does he call that? That's not the eight-second ride.
1: Yeah, well, that looked like a reverse version of the eight-second ride. But I do think that's what it was. Primetime just came down, got knocked off the apron. This match is on fire already. We're like 40 seconds in.
0: A very good pace. It makes Rangers me wonder if, they're like, if they were told,
2: you got three minutes, hurry the fuck up and do your stuff.
1: It really could have been, but honestly, super kick. Oh, oh
2: Primetime gets in the ring. That's a DQ,
1: dude. Who's on commentary?
2: That's Sabisco.
1: Oh, shit. Okay, I couldn't tell because with how crazy this match is, I was talking Primetime's clobbering storm. Where's
0: come on? Is, is he wearing Timberlands?
1: Yeah, he is, dude. There is there's Harris with a chair <laughs> and Triple X scatters. Oh shit. The naturals. Oh,
2: that's Andy Douglas.
1: He hit both the naturals with a chair. And now triple X going for the attack.
2: You know, I mean I don't I don't hate this. Ever,
0: I like I like uh, this a lot. Under a minute match, and then you're advancing, continuing your storyline. I
1: don't mind that. Under a minute match, that ended because these teams cannot coexist in the same area as each other. It has to. Was that have... Team Canada on the top of the ramp? Look like it might have been. Um, Harris is getting handcuffed. Yes, it is. Harris is getting handcuffed around the ring post. Or, sorry, the ring, the turnbuckle. Turnbuckle. Oh, shit. What
0: are they going to do? This is never a good sign when the guy's no. handcuffed. And the
1: naturals are going right after Harris. So Triple X and the naturals kind of little buddies here.
0: That that reminds me like when uh, Triple H got like handcuffed and like Randy Orton punted or like RKO'd Stephanie. Yeah, dude. I think
1: he punted her. Yeah, Yeah, at least
0: definitely punted her. Uh oh, Pilmanizer here. James Storm's got a chair on his ankle. But But Wait, don't worry.
1: We have the security on the side of America's Most Wanted and the referees.
0: I mean, if, he, if, if Skipper were to stomp that chair with a Timberland, that's like double
1: impact. Dude, he's, he's screwed. This is oh, wild. Daniels was right behind Oh, he hit the, oh, the right leg, the right knee of uh, Storm with the chair, which was, he was already kind of limping on. And that was the one they were going to film What are
0: you
2: doing? James Storm is screaming in pain.
1: That looks like a nice chair shot, though, to the knee. Oh, yeah, dude, that was awesome. Wait, Daniels has the microphone. How do you think you're going to win last team standing match when your teammate can't even stand up? Yeah, I knew he was going to say that. Dude. I was thinking that. I knew he was going to say that. Victory Road is going to end just like this match ended. It's Treblek standing over your beaten bodies. Oh. So it, can't, it can't end in disqualification. All
0: right.
1: Much right. Bob, I got to say, I was excited for the match. Now I'm, like, really excited for it. I
0: think match. That, was, that was a good...
1: That was the best thing on the show Thanks. so far. That was awesome. Yeah. Here comes Amazing Red. Looks like we're getting that four corners match. The loser, whoever gets pinned, one pinfall, is the number one entrant into the 20-man gauntlet. So I'm assuming all four competitors, even the one we do not know, is uh, they're all involved in that match. And Bob, right. during this, no, I, will, uh, I will talk about the gauntlet a little. I have a couple names, some of which we talked about. Here comes Matt Seidel. Very young, fresh Matt Seidel. Soon uh, he, will, he will go to Wrestling Society x and he will become super famous because of that.
0: So we haven't <laughs> seen him. Yeah. We haven't seen Amazing Red since uh, September 28th. Or whatever impact that was. That's the, I think the taping date. It's probably so the, yeah, October yeah.
2: 1st. So we almost a month. Bob!
1: Spinky! Spinky making his debut here. Free agent. We have heard this rumor for months and since months. Like the,
0: since the company started. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. I think Shane Douglas oversold <laughs> the, uh, I mean, wow! He, he gave us the Doc Hendricks, dude. Yeah. Um, OK, sorry. Go
0: uh, ahead. Indie notes here. I'm just going to do a, a brief one here for Amazing Red. On October 9th, he defeated Matt Stryker for NWA PWX in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Then October 16th, he lost to Grim Reefer for the NYWC Heavyweight Championship. He also had a brief tour uh, with Hustle where uh, he teamed with Super Crazy, losing to Kaz Sayashi and Spanky. That was on October 23rd.
1: Uh, Trinity uh, was just ringside on a microphone, calling out a woman again for Victory Road. She said her address is eleven seven Victory Road. That's where you can find her. I kind of like that. That was kind of fun.
0: Who do you think is going to answer the challenge?
1: I have no freaking idea. It's, I, I mean, they, they tease, like, Tracy, kind of. I mean, she is ringside still. Um. But I feel like they're hinting at something else, but I truly don't know the free uh free agent women's division at this time, so I'm gonna say it's uh China. Oh wow. That would don't be Whoa, that'd be actually really cool since the was supposed to come. I'd be down for that to be honest with you.
0: What can I say? I'm just a good booker.
1: Yeah. Spinky flipping Kazarian. Okay, you keep going with your your notes there, but
0: well there's no I mean uh there is for Spanky, I guess. So he has been with uh, a zero one mostly. Yep. And like okay. I said, he did have an appearance for, uh, for Hustle. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's literally, like, the, almost the
1: entire year, it looks like, it has been primarily. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, wait. Spanky Kazarian After uh, Michael Shane messed up the sliced bread, and it didn't matter, he got a roll-up. It's a nice schoolboy. Or small package, excuse me. They're still focused heavily on Trinity here. Um, Spanky, I also did not know he did. he. I didn't know he came into the company this early. What's this?
2: I hear Vince Russo. Oh, you got it. Tris, tr- he tells Trinity, you're not going to like who your opponent is.
1: Oh, JB goes up to Russo. I'm like, yeah, we got any idea about the main event? I got to announce that next because Jeff Hardy's not in it. or I right, don't think so. Yeah. He made a decision on who the partner is. Wow, there's so much going on in the show, man. And yeah, I, mean, I don't X-H. know how
0: I feel about that being a quick match, too, though.
1: I think that one should have gotten more time. Yeah. But I guess it kind of, I it's, I, don't, I don't hate the idea that, um, here's Scott Hall again. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't hate the idea that Kazarian was so cocky he was going to win and then loses fairly quick. Like, I think that's kind of
2: – it's yeah. fun.
0: And I guess, you know, it allows you to tease the, uh, the gauntlet more and you're not overexposing Spanky on free TV. Yeah,
1: and I had a note that I didn't even get to tell you because it was so fast. <clears throat> uh, basically, we already know about Hector Garza. We know about L.A. Park, and as I think we already know about Psychosis. Well, they're all back. It's I mean, I, if we didn't know, we know now. It's official. At the same time, Antonio Peña wants to get his working relationship back, and using Garza and Park in particular will get Peña upset because they work CMLL. Not to mention being mad because Garza left him a few months back, and he considers the La Parca gimmick as his property since he came up with it. Now, of course, this is La Parc that we are seeing because he can't use the La Parca. Um, and my other two notes that I have um, are about Jarrett, so we'll just talk about those during the main event.
2: Good look, Jeff. Good look. <laughs> well, and here comes the Team Canada captain. Uh, you
1: guys, well, I guess we need to see who the uh, other person is before we can do all of our indie notes. But
0: well, PD is with with. Jeff, we, so... we knew
1: PD and Jeff. <clears throat> well, Jeff Jarrett's, not, no way, but.
0: Uh, October 30th, P.D. Williams teamed up with Danny Daniels to defeat Josh Abercrombie and Nate Webb for NBWA Fright Night in hmm. South Bend, Indiana. I like Josh Abercrombie, by the way. Also known as Josh Raymond. He's an AAW guy.
2: Okay.
0: And I had to be mid south And he's appeared in Game Changer Wrestling recently. But yeah, he's actually he's pretty sound. <clears throat> Jeff Jarrett, of course, did not have any, um, you And then AJ Styles on October thirtieth defeated Jimmy Rave for a cyberspace
1: uh, wrestling Halloween horrors in Wayne, New Jersey.
0: And that looks like it is Ron
1: Killings. Yeah, we find out that was uh they didn't even tease us. They didn't even bring out Styles first. They just were like, "Fuck it, here you go, Ron Killings." <laughs>
0: And speaking of Ron, he was also on that Halloween Horrors show on October 30th, and he defeated Matt Stryker by disqualification, and yes, it's Matt Stryker
1: from WWE Impact, not okay. the on Matt Stryker. Okay, good, good. Who was also an Impact? But yes, we needed the clarification. Oh, shit, you're right. Mm. Mm. Um, well, is that, is that all the notes, Bob?
0: Yeah, that's all the new notes. Okay, about.
1: well then let me give you my notes so we can just enjoy this last match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett did not go to Canada for his two scheduled off-the-record appearances, which seemed to indicate that for now, the TSN deal isn't starting anytime soon. Uh, Dixie Carter was saying she thought they could still revive the deal and blamed it falling apart on WWE, which WWE people deny any such involvement for what it's worth. Um, but it was a few months away still, so. And I, I believe say,
0: I didn't recall Jarrett being on uh, off-the-record.
1: Yeah, no, he didn't. So I know. think
0: most of those are on YouTube.
1: Um and also Jarrett, in an interview with Alex Marvez, Bob's favorite, said they wanted to start doing house shows in early two thousand five. He said that they have no idea what kind of a buy rate the eleven seven show is going to do because it's uncharted water for them.
0: I don't even know where they would even
1: hold shows. I don't know, but um, I it won't, once they do start doing house shows. It should be kind of fun. I'm kind of excited to kind of talk about what's going on on those.
0: Well, okay. So here, here's my next, here's a question for you. So, you know, Ring of Honor bringing in Jushin Liger and drawing 1,100 fans in New Jersey, right? And there's, there's probably several TNA guys on that show as well. I didn't look yeah. at the whole time, but I'm sure there are. Like, obviously, Joe. We'll, we'll talk about, we're
1: going to talk about it next week.
0: Right. So double clothesline here to Jared. Yeah. Um, if TNA were to go to New Jersey here in 2004, there's no way they're drawing 1,100.
1: No, which is, like, wild to me.
0: Right. So, like, wouldn't I feel like it would do more harm than good as killing hits a spinning heel
1: kick here? In, uh, yeah. IP.
0: it's something To draw, like, 80 fans in New Jersey? Like, come on.
1: I don't know about... So, we're back from commercial. Got a highlight package. Um, I just... It's something I think about even today. Like, and it, it. I feel like they've always had this this stigma and like they can't draw people in. It's just like they, they just can't happen.
0: Well, so you know, that's the cyberspace company <clears throat> that they've had a few guys appear on. It's a prime example because in 2005 and I think even into a little bit 2006, but really what I'm referencing is 2005. Um, they would have guys like Jeff Jarrett. And you know Christopher Daniels whatever TNA guys on those shows And I'm not kidding you There'd be 140 people In a high school gym In New Jersey But if the same people Are under like if Daniels and Styles and whatever underneath a Ring of Honor banner In New Jersey You're drawing 800 I just don't get it I think there's just a lot of people in TNA that people just don't care about. Yeah. I mean, when you look at Ring of Honor, I mean, those shows are from top to bottom. Like, holy shit, all these guys can work. And that not that's just not necessarily the case here in TNA when you have guys like uh Glenn Gilberti.
1: Well, I think it's like they have that structure of I guess we can say like a WCW, right? Where it's like you have your crazy cruiserweights, you know are good. You have your you have your tag guys, and then you got your heavyweight division, which yeah. And then you got some stuff in between. Like you got some comedy stuff. You got some, you know, stuff that. So there's like more of a structure. Or is like Ring of Honor is like, I feel like we're great guys. Absolutely. Which, you know, it's different audiences.
0: Uh, Pete like Williams. A couple of for. moments ago, Silas had a nice Pele kick.
1: Yes, he did. And he uh, the Canadian Shore was just reversed by Killing, who then hits a wheelbarrow face buster on Pete Williams. But Jared breaks that up. Director of Authority, voting begins 12 01 AM Eastern Time on November 7th. So you can get up early as fuck and you can vote for Dusty Rose or Vince Russo at 12 01 AM.
0: I'm surprised it's like the same day. I thought maybe they'd like
1: have a week or something. Well it probably stops, I bet you right before the pay per view or something, and then they're gonna they're gonna reveal it then. Oh, Jarrett with the title hits Killings in the head with it as the referee is distracted. One, two. Oh. Who pulled him out? AJ. Oh, AJ did. Rudy Charles is out on the ground and Williams. Oh, wait. The referee gets up in the middle of them, but no, they're still punching each other. Jarrett's calling for the referee to get back in. They just might have accidentally chopped him.
0: Is Ron Killings <laughs> about to pin Jeff Jarrett and have him be like, I'm
1: going to fight you at Victory Road? Oh, God. Don't say this. <laughs> Wait a second. Jeff Hardy.
2: That's Jeff Hardy. Just a fate? Just a fate on Jeff Jarrett. He's climbing to the top. I don't think the fans are booing him.
1: No, they're not. Oh, I love that camera angle, the swanton. Wait a minute. What? What? (sighs) Wait a, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. He's not in Jeff, Jeff Hardy just pinned Jarrett, and they counted it, and they're like, he won.
0: And now and he, he takes his
1: bandage off, and he's like, I'm not even hurt. <laughs>
0: I'm would be jammed. In two days. I'm
1: gonna be in the Dude, this, he's looking at the title and spinning it. He did the same exact thing when he won the title in, like, 2000, uh, what, 2010 or 11 or whatever. 10? And he, I like, looks at the title. He did this same exact thing that's so funny i
0: just last want to point stand- out
1: you just spoiled something six years in the future so i'm sorry
0: send all your hate mail to Dallas dales on uh, twitter
1: uh, we're seeing the x division gauntlet preview here we saw the last standing preview so we're ending with preview about all the cards here p williams and aj styles yeah we got a solid card ahead look at
2: that boom Yeah, I mean, I kind of, i kind of feel like,
0: oh, I thought that was for Trace. That's so did for... I, so did I. I like how they just push her, so. Um, I kind of feel like this is the first time I felt like Impact was a little lackluster for me. What? Yeah.
1: No, dude, I like this episode.
0: I mean, Johnny is cool. That was a horrible green screen.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, they're not great.
0: Uh, this is trying, such a... to, trying to be yeah. back coming in Spanky is cool but like I don't know it's not a bad show it's just like I was maybe hoping for a
1: more no this is definitely a thumbs up from me easily
0: no I'm I'll give it a, I'll give it a mild thumbs up but it's I don't know I was just hoping for a little bit more
1: uh, Oh, show welcome to like the TerraDome baby and then, of course, our final one, that ladder match here. Now, Bob, i got to say, I, uh, I've i been really thinking I was going to see a moment that is actually not really important at all. So I can just say it. And it didn't happen on the show. So I'm just going to say it. Um, that I thought was my first um, my first thing I remember seeing in, in TNA. And all it was was Jeff Hardy walking out with a ladder. And it like, didn't happen. I'm really confused. I so thought here's, it
0: was... my, here's my question for you. Isn't. Okay, if if people don't like talking about things in the future, skip ahead or pause or whatever. Maybe just stop just stop listening for now. Um could it be potentially leading into uh
1: a pay-per-view next year? And yeah, I mean it could be. Definitely. I know could he's be. I know he's in like a
0: specialty match. But
1: it yeah. also could be just like something that he starts to do at one point or something. I don't I don't know. We'll see. I'll keep you guys posted. Yeah. I'll know it when I see it. I mean it's like I said, it's not like a big deal. But like I remember that vividly of like him walking out with like a ladder. And I thought it was for this match, but maybe I'm wrong. That's okay. Um well Bob, that ended. Forty-eight minutes, seventeen seconds. Um we kind of both able to give our votes here on it. Um I'm I'm really, really excited for Victory Road. Um and i really can't wait to watch it i mean that's yeah. kind of, that's where i'm at
0: <laughs> yeah i mean I, again on paper uh victory road certainly i think um looks pretty solid on in terms of like of interest and that's why like i, I bought it or i had my mom buy it for me in 2004 you know i was i'm wanting to uh support a new company um Cause I I remember in two thousand four I was even really tired of like WWE it's just the same shit. I mean it wasn't like WWE wasn't necessarily bad but I was like oh I want like that I want a WCW option that's what right that's what I've always wanted um, ever since WCW like collapsed or whatever. So I was like you know what Uh, I'll convince her to get this for me it was actually a pretty easy convinced job I was like come on just
1: get it and she's like okay so. Seems like your mom was easy to get you to get pay-per-views.
0: Yeah, because I wasn't a problem child.
1: There you go. You know, I was just like, Mom, it's 30 bucks
0: on a Sunday. Like, She's like, okay, fine. I'll take out the trash or something. And, like, call it a day. <laughs> There you go. So, but, I mean, because, I mean, leading into the show, um, I'll tell you, uh, the Monster's Ball was of interest because uh, I really didn't know what it was. Um, I did not like the being secluded for 24 hours. I thought that was just silly, but uh, I was very interested in PD and AJ. I thought that was like going to be a match of the year contender. Um, I'll be, I'll have to obviously rewatch it for the first time in probably 10 years. And then, uh, AMW and triple X like, I remember watching their weekly, uh, pay-per-view Nashville shows or matches and being like, Oh, Wow. Uh, the last man, last team standing, um, no rules. You're not limited to even a cage. Right. And obviously, they had a great cage match. But got, I was like, okay, these guys are going to go all over the place. This is going to be fucking great. And uh, again, as I've mentioned before, I, I've never really identified as a huge um, Jeff Hardy fan. Right. But I wanted to witness uh, the moment where he... Finally, he won the to be a world title or a world title because again, I remember watching the ladder match with Undertaker back in July 2002.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And in that moment, I was like, maybe this guy could you know pull it off. And Jeff Hardy tends to do some crazy stuff in a ladder match, so those were like the main things that I was um pretty invested in. Uh, I don't know about the I don't think I I don't know if I liked the idea of the 20 man gauntlet match at the time um but obviously we'll get a, a bunch of guys in that so
1: yeah i mean i think it'll be good to showcase if if you have a first-time viewer i think they're going to be able to showcase the exhibition pretty well in it so i think in that regard it's I, probably fine and i do remember
0: um many moons ago watching the show and when la park does come out i'm i remember marking out because <laughs> i oh there you go really liked, i like to i always liked la parka so
1: yeah, I um I have also watched this show many times. Do I remember everything on it? No. So I, I don't think, remember so I think it's gonna be really fun. Um and and the fun thing about it too is if you guys are listening to these shows, or if you are a former listener of Icopod with our friend Austin Skinner, on pay-per-views, we're just getting right to it. We're not we're not doing notes or anything. So we are gonna just jump right into the show. It's gonna yeah. be And we're going to, you know, we'll do our normal thing. We'll call the action. We'll talk about how we're feeling, all the same kind of stuff. Um, And I'm just, I'm just so, dude, I'm going to be marking out so much watching this show. I'm telling you, two days, guys. You don't have to wait another week for us to cover it. We're releasing it in two days. That's crazy.
0: Uh, I will not be doing indie notes, obviously, um, for the show. I would be doing that uh, the week after. yeah
1: i think dude it's gonna be so so much fun
0: that's that's the thing about the the uh the monthly pay-per-views i'm i'm really gonna look forward to is like we don't have to worry about notes or nothing and i've said it before i think over the course of tna's existence more times than not when you look at the pay-per-views certainly on paper the majority of the time it's like okay this could be some really good stuff and and i know Mm -hmm. like 2005 2006 dude um you know, even probably most of most of two thousand seven, um, the pay per views are like okay, this is an odd match or odd stipulation, but like I'll check it out. And the yeah. main it's usually pretty strong. So I, I mean, it's certainly going to beat WWF ninety five.
1: I mean, I I think I have like um all the DVDs of their pay per views from obviously 04 because there's two of them oh four through I think <laughs> I have them through like oh seven. I think I have all those complete years, and dude, I always like to just look at them. It's just like, look at this car! Like, what is happening? Right, it's, right, dude. It's yeah, it's like crazy. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Victory Road's gonna be awesome, and I hope everyone else is just as excited as we are. And you can share that excitement with us in a couple different ways. Of course, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Cross the Line TNA. You can like us on Facebook at TNA Cross the Line Pod. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube, where we release them um, uh, these episodes as well. Easy to find. Just having TNA Cross the Podcast. And if you really like us, which I know you do, we have a Pro Wrestling Tees store, which we do have a new design out. Uh, it's Pro Wrestling Cross the Line TNA. It's a little bit of an extreme design. Uh, Bob it to Bound for Glory. I just wore mine the other day, and it was just okay. like, this shirt is so <laughs> freaking cool. Uh, I, w- I wore mine to work the other day. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, super cool design. But even more importantly than all that, uh, if you guys could subscribe to us, follow us wherever you listen to the podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. And if you are so inclined, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the show, and uh, we will share that on air if you want. And it'll be lots of fun. And we'll be like, yeah, cool. Thanks so much for listening.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any of that feedback is great. And also, uh, you know, feel free to communicate with us on uh, Twitter. I know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually really looking forward to Lance. Um, I would imagine sharing his thoughts on Oh yeah, yeah, that's gonna be fun Road. Uh, Lance fought, you know, found our podcast and we're covering the Jeff Hardy era so he's been listening to every episode and he'll uh, provide tidbits for us on Twitter things that we didn't know about uh, Jeff Hardy and his music so uh, I'll be looking forward to that see his reaction both maybe present day and then back then Maybe if if it's changed, I'm really a little curious to see how I feel about this show. Um, me too. Over almost two decades, uh, separated. From it,
1: so. I'll try to put my blinders away, but you know, we'll uh, we'll, see hap- we'll see what happens. We'll I mean, see what happens because th- this show holds a very special place in my heart. So uh, we'll we'll see uh, what happens.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it does. It is for me too. Man. this is the f- the first and only TNA pay per view that I ever bought and there watch live uh, monthly wise so that's right we'll see um yeah. all right guys it is uh it's time to wrap it up though uh <laughs> we gotta try to contain our excitement because we finally made uh, it I'm to victory road uh, this has been a two-year journey over a two-year journey to uh to reach this era so i am actually i'm really looking forward to uh advancing on And I appreciate everybody that has been with us since day one, or if you've just recently discovered us,
1: hopefully if this was your first episode and you're about to join us for victory road, you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm going to have a lot of snacks, so it's going to be, Oh dude, I might need to get some snacks for victory road too. (laughs) It's going to be a fun three hours. I'm making cinnamon Uh, rolls. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Got to go big. Uh, All right. We will be back in just a few short days for victory road until then. For Dallas Gridley, I am Bob Pine Jr., and this has been the TNA Across the Line podcast.